Beloved congregation of the Lord Jesus Christ, the year of our Lord 2019 has nearly come to an end. And a year can go by pretty fast. <clears throat> Maybe you're astonished that we're at the end of another year already. But as you look back on a year and see that many things were accomplished, many events happened, for many of you, business deals were made, school years were finished, sporting events competed in, marriages were made, babies were born, and the list goes on. And as we look ahead to the new year, I'm sure we all have hopes and dreams and goals. We all want 2020 to go well. There's things we want to do, things we want to accomplish. I'm sure we all want success in the coming year. But the truth is, in all the busyness of life, it's easy for us to lose focus. Focus on what's really important in life. It's easy to lose focus and forget about the kingdom of God. There's so many things we want to do in this life. Probably cannot accomplish everything we want to in the new year. We all need to make priorities. We all need to decide what's important, what needs our attention, what does not. The question we face from God's Word tonight is, is the kingdom of God a priority in my life, as I have my undivided attention, even as I go about my regular business day to day, am I focused on this as the most important thing in the new year? In our text this evening, Christ tells a parable about the banquet to be held in the kingdom of God, the end of the age. He calls us to make attending this banquet our priority. That's essentially the sermon theme. And all the activities of the new year make attending the feast in the kingdom of God a priority. Now, the Lord Jesus had been invited to a meal at the house of a, of a ruler of the Pharisees. Of course, the Pharisees were part of the religious elite in Israel. And this, this man was a ruler over them, so he was definitely high up there. Christ accepted his invitation and went to his home. Many of the other Pharisees were there uh, attending this meal, and they were watching Christ closely. Uh, the Lord Jesus at this meal first proceeded to heal a man with dropsy, and then he taught them various manners. Notice that the guests invited were seeking the places of honor at the dinner. They were exalting themselves. They were looking out for number one. And he told them not to do this. When they attend feasts, don't seek the place of honor. Everyone who exalts himself will be humbled. Those who humble themselves will be exalted. Then he turned to the man who had invited him. He said, when you give a dinner or a banquet, 
Do not invite your friends or your brothers or your relatives or rich neighbors, lest they also invite you in return and you be repaid. When you give a feast, invite the poor, the crippled, the lame, the blind, and you will be blessed because they cannot repay you, or you will be repaid at the resurrection of the just. Well, those words spoken by our Lord, they incite someone there at the dinner to make a following comment. He said, Blessed is everyone who will eat bread in the kingdom of God. Now, as we read the scriptures, we can see that the Pharisees, they were wrong about many things. But there were some things they got right. And this man got something right. He knew that there would be a feast in the kingdom of God. He knew that only God's people would be there. He knew it was a blessing to be able to attend this feast. He knew that God's enemies would not be there. They would be cast out based God's judgment. Whether he got all the details right, we can't be sure, but many things he got right. This is what Scripture teaches. God's kingdom is coming At the end of the age, every day, every year draws us closer to that time. And there will be a great celebration feast for everyone who enters the kingdom of God. Not everyone will be there, but only God's redeemed. Others will be cast out of God's kingdom forever. What the man said is true. Blessed is everyone who will eat bread in the kingdom of God. And that is why the parable the Lord Jesus says in response is so important. He knows not everyone will be there. He wants us to take care that we are there. He tells this parable both to the Pharisees and to all of us. He's getting our attention so that we would not be foolish and miss out on what's coming. So the Lord Jesus began. A man once gave a great banquet and invited many. It seems that many of them who were invited, they initially accepted the invitation because the banquet was made ready, and when it was made ready, the master of the house told the servant to call those who had been invited expecting that they would attend his feast. But as the servant went out, something happened. Everyone began to make excuses. The first one said, I've bought a field and I must go out and see it. Please have me excused. Now think about this man for a moment. Bought a field person does not just buy a field on the spur of a moment. This man had probably been thinking about this field for a long time. He wanted it, set his heart on it. Finally, he bought it. It was a large investment. Not only that, but this field had a lot of potential for the future. Think about all the crops he could grow. Think about the wealth he could gain for himself. 
He was too excited to even think about this other banquet he's been invited to with this field. He's thinking about making his own banquets for himself. So he said to the servant, please excuse me, I cannot come. The next man had another excuse. I bought five yoke of oxen. I go to examine them. Please have me excused. Think about this purchase. This is 10 oxen in total. This would be a huge cost, a large investment. He would have mauled over this purchase for quite some time. Then finally, yes, he made his decision, I'm going to buy them. And how excited he must have been. Think about the potential these oxen had. Think of all the work he could get done, all the money he could make. He's too excited to even think about this banquet. I just have to try them out. Please excuse me, I cannot come. The third man then made his excuse, I married a wife and because of this I cannot come. Probably wanted to marry this young woman for quite some time. Now it was a reality. All he could think about was the future with his bride. Sorry, I know I accepted the invitation earlier, but I can't come here either. So the servant returned to his master, reported all these things to him. The master of the house was very angry. It was insulting to turn down this, this offer at the last minute when previously a person had said they would come. But the feast is going to happen. He does not care who comes. The master of the house will have his house filled. So he said to his servants, Go out into the streets, the lanes of the city, bring in the poor and crippled and blind and lame. When there was still room, he told his servant again, Go out to the highways and hedges and compel people to come in, that my house may be filled. And he ends by saying, For I tell you that none of those men who were invited shall taste my banquet. This parable is about the coming kingdom of God. And there will be great feasting, great celebration in that kingdom. Remember the words of the man who prompted the parable Blessed is everyone who will eat bread in the kingdom of God. And that's true. But Jesus is showing us here that not everyone invited will be there. Christ is showing us by this parable what counts as not receiving an invitation, but actually accepting it, holding on to it. And going to the banquet. The invitation goes out to many people. Goes through the word of God. Goes out through the gospel of Christ. People reject the invitation. Ignore the invitation. Or don't care about it. They will not be there. Not only that. But people's failure to respond. Prompts God to call others in. Think about how this happened in the time of Christ. The invitation went out to so many of the Jews. And 
The invitation also went out to many of the Pharisees who were sitting there feasting with the Lord Jesus. But they did not come. They missed out on the kingdom of God. They did not really respond. Who did respond? Often it was the tax collectors and sinners. People who knew they needed saving. Broken people who found their only hope in Jesus Christ. People Christ describes in this parable. And later on, when the Jews largely rejected Christ and the preaching of the apostles, the gospel went out to the Gentiles. God will have his banquet hall filled. It will be filled. And he sends out his word to the ends of the earth so that people might be compelled to come in. And that invitation has come to you as well. The question is, how will you respond, beloved? Understand, first of all, the greatness of being at this banquet in the kingdom of heaven. You can hear something of this, of this description in, in Isaiah 25 when it says, On this mountain the Lord of hosts will make for all peoples a feast of rich food, a feast of well-aged wine, of rich food, full of marrow, of aged wine, well-refined. And he will swallow up death forever. And the Lord God will wipe away tears from all faces, and the reproach of his people he will take away from all the earth. Scripture is showing us their supreme joy at this feast. More than anything you could experience here on earth. There will be fellowship with God. No more crying, mourning, sickness, or pain. In fact, sadness and sorrow will flee away. Nothing on earth compares with being there. And not only that, but the invitation is free. In the parable, the master of the house simply wanted to host a dinner. He wasn't selling tickets. It did not cost the people a dime to attend. He only gave out invitations. I'm hosting a banquet. Come in, enjoy what I've prepared the same with attending this feast in the kingdom of God. You don't need to pay an entrance fee. Eternal life is free in Jesus Christ. He has paid the price. Christ paid for sins by His precious blood. He won eternal life by His resurrection. And He secured for His people the life-giving Spirit. It's free. And this invitation goes out to anyone and everyone. You don't have to have a certain social standing. You don't have, need riches to pay God back. You don't need to be popular in the world. It doesn't matter who you are. Paul told the church at Corinth in 1 Corinthians 1, Consider your calling, brothers. 
Not many of you were wise according to the worldly standards. Not many were powerful. Not many were of noble birth. But God chose what is foolish in the world to shame the wise. God chose what is weak in the world to shame the strong. So it doesn't matter who you are. The important thing is how you respond. Remember, everyone gets an invitation. But getting an invitation is not what counts in the end. Accept it. Hold on to it. Respond to it in faith, beloved. Take care that none of you misses out. The Lord Jesus said in Luke 13, which we read together, strive to enter into the narrow door. Put your faith in Christ, beloved. Take care that you don't make the same mistake as the people of this parable who made excuses. What was their problem? They were so focused on the things of this life, they simply let the invitation go. Each of these persons were involved, they were engaged in lawful things in and of themselves. They were not sinning by buying a field or buying some oxen or getting married. Well, these things are a normal part of life, but their focus on these things caused them to lose sight of the coming feast. These things were more important to them in life. So they gave up their invitation. They missed out. In the new year, we'll all be busy with very many things, I'm sure. Things that call for your attention, career planning, business opportunities, holiday plans, you name it. But in all those things, never lose sight of what is coming, of where we are going of where we want to be forever. There's a danger for us no matter what our age. I think of those who are at retirement age, want to focus on enjoying life. Think of those exploring new business opportunities and ways of making money. Think of those who are settling into marriage, starting a family. Think of those studying at university, starting a new career, perhaps. Think of teenagers in high school who are so focused on their social life. I think of children who have just received some presents. There's nothing wrong with these things in and of themselves. That's how it was for the people in this parable, too, to decline the invitation. They, they were so focused on these things that they forgot about what was coming. Now, why do we often look forward to the new year? Well, we're looking forward to things in the future. Things that offer enjoyment. Things that make our lives better. Of course, that's all well and good. But as you live life in 2020, with all of its activities, may you not Lose sight of what is coming, of what is more important, beloved. Ask yourself, where are my true priorities? Well, how can we keep our focus? 
Well, first of all, keep in view always what Christ has done to save us. He went to the cross to pay for our sins that they might be washed away fully and freely. By his death, he's reconciled us to God. God has become our Father in Jesus Christ. Rejoice in these things. Hold them in your view every day. Treasure them. What does the Lord Jesus teach us? Where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Treasure the gospel of Jesus Christ. He's given us eternal life. I would say also this, ask the Lord to give you what you need to make His kingdom a priority. Right? Ask Him. Think of this parable. The man wants his, the man wants his banquet hall filled with people. It's the same with God. Seek His help in this. He won't deny you. Pray to Him, read God's Word, believe God's promises, walk close to God every day. And always be on guard against living only for the here and now. As we keep our eyes fixed on Christ, hold Him in front of us every day, that gospel will change us to do this more and more. In Christ Jesus, we have eternal life. Understand it. And that hope will change us. Listen to 1 John 3. Beloved, we are God's children now, and what what we will be has not yet appeared, but we know that when He appears, we shall be like Him, because we shall see Him as He is. And everyone who thus hopes in Him purifies himself as He is pure. 1 John 3 is telling us this hope of eternal life will change us. It will change us to be more like God in this life. And also how we use the things of this life. Think of what Christ says in our text. God invites the poor, the lame, the down and out to his banquet. And Christ instructs us be like God. He says, when you give a feast, invite the poor, the crippled, the lame, the blind. You will be blessed because they cannot repay you. For you will be repaid at the resurrection of the just or the resurrection of the righteous. We are counted righteous by faith in Jesus Christ. Those who are righteous by faith will share in the resurrection at the end of the age. And this gospel of Christ frees us to live for God and for others in this life. We can help those who cannot help themselves as Christ instructs us. No need to be dominated by greed or this world-only perspective on life. We can be confident that when we do good and others cannot repay us, it's okay. God himself will repay us when Christ returns. Anyone who acts in this way is acting in faith in light of the coming kingdom. 
Beloved, in a few hours, Lord willing, we will enter into a new year and a new decade. The days and the years keep coming by. One day, the Lord Jesus will return. Then the great feast in the kingdom of heaven will take place. Keep our eyes fixed on that. God will wipe away the tears from the faces of his people. Death will be swallowed up in victory. God will make all things new and the dwelling of God will be with his people. Keep your eyes fixed on that. As we carry out our tasks in the new year, let us do everything in light of that glorious future. Amen.